We've had a, a, some week, haven't we, really, in, um, in the news this week. The M5 tragedy has sort of dominated a lot of the news, hasn't it? I don't know if that's, you know, been part of your uh, narrative this week as you've thought about what's gone on there. Um, headlines haven't really been encouraging in lots of areas. Let me give you two encouraging headlines. Uh, one is that we now serve really nice filter coffee here in the pump flask. So that, that's always a good headline, isn't it? You get filter coffee. A better headline is that our play school this week, uh, Ofsted did a surprise visit on Tuesday, and we passed with a very good good. So we're thrilled with our play school. So there's two good headlines that we've had this week. This reading, this reading starts with some incredibly challenging words. Do not worry. Great. I didn't get really beyond that. Anybody here ever worry in their lives? Anybody ever? Yeah. It's true of all of us, isn't it? And do you know what? Do you know what? I mean, it says do not worry in the Bible, and I'm the pastor. So, of course, I don't worry. It's so not true, isn't it, really? We all worry all the time. There's stuff in our lives we worry about. There are things that come up daily that we worry about. There are things that come up weekly that we worry about. There are things that are coming up in the future that we're worried about. We had a, yesterday, we had this men's day, 650 men come to the day. I was worried about it for months. Worried that it wouldn't fill up, worried that people wouldn't come, worried that it wouldn't work, worried that the speakers wouldn't work together, worried about what... And then it filled up. It was a phenomenal day. Driving home last night, I was thinking, that's a great day. And these were my thoughts as I was just driving past Harrow. Oh, crumbs, we've got the one in January now. So I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, already I'm thinking, oh, there's another thing to worry about. We celebrate one thing, and then something else comes on the agenda. This week, uh, we read of, the, of Greece being on the edge of financial collapse. We read of Italy uh, struggling in so many ways. The uh, resignation of uh, Bersaloni, their uh, leader. We read of the U.S. debt now being over $14.5 trillion. Of the U.K. public sector debt being £966.8 billion. Pounds of the threat of what's going on in Europe, and it looks like unemployment in this country is going to continue to rise. The social problems that we have are going to continue to grow. A Metropolitan Police Chief Inspector this week was sacked for boasting on a website of committing a sex offence and taking drugs. Great. Just what we want from a police chief inspector. Another policeman was jailed following his running of a fraudulent company and defrauding uh, our, our VAT system of millions of pounds. There's still the devastating crisis in East Africa. Uh, Thailand is experiencing uh, some terrible flooding. Maybe this week your, your life has been dominated by worries that's going on with you. Maybe it's the insecurity of a job. Maybe it's the um, uh, difficulties in a relationship, maybe it's a breakdown with a friend, maybe it's a, an illness that's hanging over you, maybe there's something that's coming in the future that you're not sure about, maybe um, uh, you've got pains that you're not quite sure uh, that they are, what they are. Well, it, uh, Lindsay and I have been worried recently, our, our son George has had some real heart pains and he'd been for tests since July, 
we've been worried and uh, he's, he had tests and CT scans and all that sort of thing and he sends me a text this week he says no need to worry anymore it's just slight abnormalities I'm fine so just a bit of pain so you just think oh what a relief by text no message no talking to us no you know no this is not that it's dominated our life son not that we've been anxious about your heart you know he's like there's no need to worry anymore it's alright everything's fine try to phone him no he's out busy with friends doing whatever he's doing we don't want to think about what he's doing but he's doing whatever he's doing thing is this when circumstances are beyond our control we worry we worry you, you will all have worries as we have worries. We worry. When we feel powerless amidst a crisis around us, when we wonder what the future holds, we lose our peace of mind. And yet, our reading today says, do not worry. What does that mean for my life? Well, let me just tell you um, uh, what verse uh, 31 of our reading says. It says this, uh, he will give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. We worry about what we will get day to day. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about, about what's going to be provided for us. We worry about the future. It says, he will give you what you need from day to day if you make him, the kingdom of God, your primary concern. Jesus is teaching here. He's saying... Are you going to choose God in your life, or are you going to choose worry in your life? Which one is going to dominate your daily activity? Which one's going to dominate your thoughts? Which one's going to drive your heart? Which one's going to cause you a peaceful heart or an anxious heart? If you choose God, he says, you will know peace of heart and mind. Well, do not worry. If you choose God, you'll know peace of heart and mind. I didn't get beyond that in this message. I looked at that and I thought, well, seems to me I worry. But if I choose God, I will know peace of heart and mind. Here's something worth exploring for ourselves, isn't it? What does it mean for us today? I want to bring out three very simple points. There's a little PowerPoint that goes up. Um, that's it, the PowerPoint. There's nothing more than that. Uh, I did try to get it to do funny things, but I can't do that sort of thing. So it is that. But it's just worry. Three points this morning. Number one is acceptance. God, God says, I'll, I'll provide for you. So accept what's happening in our lives day to day. Because God will be in it if we'll look for him. He'll be participating in it if we'll look for him. He'll help us walk through it if we'll look for him. He'll hold, us, hold our hand in it if we'll look for him. He'll give us the strength if we will rely on him. Accept what cannot be changed. And if we accept it and rely on God, he will give us peace of, peace of heart and mind. Becoming resentful or bitter about what's happened cannot change a situation. Feeling self-pity over situations in our life certainly won't give us peace of heart and mind. Paul wrote in the Philippian to the Philippian church, he says this, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I think it's such a challenging uh, passage. I've learned to be satisfied with the things I have and with everything that happens. I, I've learned that. Thinking, he got there. He got there. It seems that he didn't worry. I'm sure he wrote that on a really good day. Because I'm sure he had his bad days as well. 
But he says, I've learnt it. Today I've learnt it. Today I'm living beyond my worries. Today I'm, I, I, I've risen above them and I'm, I'm living in this area where I just know God's peace in my life. Ever known that? Amidst all the worries, something, it feels like it's consuming your life. And then you, you spend time with your Lord and, and it feels as though he gives you a peace that you think, well, that's come from you, God, because I, I certainly don't know where that could be in this situation. You're holding me at this moment. Many people have got that testimony. When I didn't know which way to turn, it seemed that God held my hand. It seemed that he lifted me up. It seemed that he, 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 he just walked beside me. And then, of course, we go to bed and we wake up at four in the morning and we forget about God and all the worries tumble into our day again. And the darkest bit of the night, isn't it, is just before morning cracks and, and uh, all those things tumble in again. And we let go of the peace we had yesterday and we embrace the worry uh, of today. It seems to me that Paul had learnt this. In this teaching here on the, Sermon on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was hoping that people would learn. That's what he's doing. He's teaching in this sermon that we would learn. That's what you do when you teach. A teacher teaches. We hope a teacher teaches. And we hope that anybody who's got children, that their children will take it on and learn. That's what we hope. Jesus here is teaching all of us. He's teaching his followers. He's saying, look, this is really important. We live it, we, we, we learn it from him. We learn that actually we're to trust in God. Uh, one of the things that stops us living peaceful lives is always having to pursue answers. Do you know, we, we won't ever know all the answers. I love Radio 4. I'm a, I, I, Radio 4 in the morning, I, it's like my friend. And um, uh, I like listening to it in the car. I, I really do struggle when my children have changed the station. And I put the radio on. And the volume's up way high, and Kiss FM comes out. And it's like an attack in the morning, you know. And I'm thinking, get this thing off, you know. And, and, and they do, they put it on every button that's there. <laughs> you think, it's the same one. And you know how, you know how on a radio you've got like FM1 and FM2. It's like two lots, aren't there? And they, oh, I can never find out how you change in between those things, you know. So I can't find Radio 4 and then I have to put the scan thing on. I'm driving along pressing. You know, no, that's going to attack me as well. I need to go. So I, I like Radio 4. And when I listen to it, this is what I hear. I hear is that they're always looking for answers. They press and they press and they press and they press. They've got to get answers. You, you, this week, what did they have on? Oh, gosh, they, they have fog experts on because of the M5 tragedy. You know, they have road experts on. They have any expert they can think of. I'm thinking, you won't find an answer. It's a tragedy. Let's walk beside people. That's being God-like. In the right way, Jesus-like. Let's just walk beside people. Let's do what we can do to strengthen and encourage and help them. No one knows why all sorts of things happen. We can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. But what we do know is that, is that God can bring us peace. Asking the question why doesn't. Why has this happened? Why, goes, does God, uh, uh, why God has this happened in my life? Why have I got ill health? Why am I not married? Why am I unhappily married? There are all sorts of questions. We live in the, the why turmoil in our lives. And God doesn't necessarily promise us an answer to the questions why. He certainly won't give us an answer as to why certain things happen in our lives. 
Why hasn't my hopes and dreams been fulfilled? Why is there pain in my life at the moment? And even if we did get the answers, I don't know that we'd have peace of heart and mind. I, I don't know that an answer brings peace, because I think if you, you, this has happened because of that, well, that's unfair. We would go. We would go on to the next thing. God says, don't, don't worry about it. Trust in me. Accept what you cannot change. You know, God's concern is not for explanations. It's for our care and our comfort and our concern. Classic example from scripture of accepting things that cannot be changed is Job in the Old Testament. I mean, he's an amazing guy, isn't he? He lived a life where he had catastrophic disaster. His life was in free fall. Turmoil was come about him. He was one of the wealthiest guys that ever lived, a very godly man, and then one day in a 48-hour period, he lost everything. His ten children were murdered. He lost all his wealth. His crops were destroyed. His flocks and herds were destroyed. He went bankrupt overnight. If that wasn't enough, he then contracted a painful disease that left open sores on his body and oozed pus all day long and left him in pain 24 hours a day. If we think we've had a bad day, just remember Job. He had a really bad day. And the only thing Job was left with was a wife who nagged him. She comes to him and asks him, why don't you just curse God and die? What an emotionally supportive wife that is, isn't it? <laughs> but the most difficult thing in Job's life and his circumstances was it seemed that heaven was silent. For 37 chapters he cried out to God and there was silence. Ever felt that? Lord, why is this going on in my life? Maybe, maybe... The answer is silence. Just, just accept it. Just look to me. Accept what's going on and look to me. Stop trying to find the answer to it. God was silent. It was almost as though his prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. But this is the thing. At the end, Job says, even though God might slay me, Yet I will trust in him. He accepted what had happened, and he accepted a faith in God in it. And God saw him through. When you're going through a dark time in life, don't look for the question, the answer why all the time. Just accept what's happening and put your life into the hands of God. So first, accept what we cannot change. Secondly, trust in God. That's what we're to do. We're to trust in God. It says this in verse 24. It says, look at the ravens. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because God feeds them. Are you not far more valuable to him than birds? Then verse 27, look at the lilies, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Instead of looking for the answer why, he says, trust me. Do not worry, trust me. Trust me. You know, God's got a covenant faith with us. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
I will walk with you every day of your life. I will walk hand in hand with you. I will walk beside you. I will walk next to you. You, you will know my strength and comfort in everything that goes on in your life. The trouble is, if he's next to us, we're often looking the other way. We're going, where's the answer to this? Where's the answer? Where, 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 where is the person that's going to help me? And I think God's on our shoulder going, oi, oi. Just turn this way. Turn again to me. Look to me. Trust in me. Trust. If you'd look to me, we can face this together. If you'd look to me, we can walk through this together. If you'd look to me, I'll strengthen you to get through this together. If you look to me, we can do this together. But at the moment, you're struggling because you're not looking to me. You're just walking through it on your own. You're not accepting it's happening. If you accept that it's happened and you turn to me, we'll walk through this together. But instead, you're going, why is this happening to me? My life is falling apart. Everything is going wrong. And you're trying to cope with it on your own. He says, look to me. Trust uh, in me. Trust in God because, you know, we blow it, don't we, in our own lives. We often make problems for ourselves. We cause pain in our own lives. We, make, uh, we cause, uh, we, through poor decisions or lousy choices. We have to trust God because we can't control everything. All the time, we're facing uncontrollable situations. You might not have any control over the fact that you might be longing for a wife or a husband and it isn't happening. Sometimes we don't have any control over the things. We live in a society uh, today that expects answers. You don't have any control over the fact that you're trying for a child and it isn't happening. Because says, don't just do it on your own. Turn to me. Turn to me. Trust in me. We have this thing, don't we? Uh, uh, my, my friend Radio 4 is very good at it. We look for someone to blame. The newspapers do it, the television does it, everybody does it. We look for somebody to blame. Let's look for somebody to blame for this. Do you know, sometimes life just happens. Stuff just happens. No one's at fault. It's neither your fault nor nobody else's fault. It just happens. That's what happens. It just happens. So we can't blame anybody. We, we look to pass it on. Ah, oh, it's my wife's fault. It's always my wife's fault. Is it my husband's fault? I wasn't personal to you, darling. It's my husband's fault. I'll be in trouble for that later if it was. It's my husband, or it's my boss's fault. It's my partner's fault. Or it's my parents' fault. It's always somebody else's fault. But you know, sometimes it's not their fault and it's not your fault. It's just happening. God says... Sometimes stuff in life happens. Don't try and look for all the answers to it. Turn to me. Accept it's happening. Turn to me. And let's walk through this together. Trust in me. Don't worry about it. Don't get all anxious about it. Don't lose sleep over it. Don't tie yourself up in knots about it. Look to me and we'll walk through this together. Accept what's happening. Trust in God. And then finally... Surrender to him. You know, we need to surrender to God's loving control. And we find that if we do that, we have a peace in our hearts. It says this in verse 30. It says, these things dominate the thoughts of most people. The, the things of every day, they dominate our thoughts, don't they? Well, we get up every day. Shall I have 
tea or coffee this morning? Should I have decaffeinated or caffeinated? Should I have instant or fresh? I, you know, all of those things. What should I wear today? You know, I think it's easier for men, isn't it, than women, that what should I wear thing. I just go, same shirt, two days, put it in the wash. Same shirt, two days, put it in the Jeans on, you know, that's what I do. Very easy for me. My lovely Lynn gets up, what shall I wear today? Shh, I don't know, in this wardrobe, what shall I wear today? Well, who am I seeing today? What's going to go on today? You know, does this look all right? I heard, a, I heard Lynn saying to one of my children the other day, she says, no good asking your daddy. She says, because every time I ask him, he says, yeah, that looks great. I said, well, everything looks great. I think everything looks great on my wife. I'm just, I'm always wondering what would I say, if, what would happen if I said, no, that really doesn't look great, darling. You don't look great in the... <laughs> I think I'd be in even more trouble. I'm in trouble if I say it looks great and if I say it doesn't look great. I'm in trouble. It's a no-win situation, isn't it? He says this. These things dominate our thoughts. What about our children's education? What about their jobs? What about their relationships? What about my relationship? What about my friends? What about my job? What about my targets? These things dominate our lives, it says. But your father already knows your needs in them. These things that are dominating my life, they consume my worry, they consume my thinking. He says, oh, I know that, says God. They're part of what's going on in life. Just turn to me and trust in me. Surrender your life, your future, what's going on in your to me. Surrender it to me. And it says, and he will give you, God will give you, all you need from day to day. And make, if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Lord, I've got all this stuff coming at me. I'm not going to look at the stuff and get anxious. I'm going to look at you and trust. And actually, I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to surrender my life to you and say, I'll live for your will to be done, for your kingdom to come. I'm going to trust there's a greater picture here of what you want to paint in this world and you're going to use me in doing it. If we surrender our lives to God, we can trust him. When we wake up each morning, we have to make a decision with our lives. Who's in charge of my life today? Who's going to control my life today? Am I going to do things my way or am I going to do things God's way? Is God going to control my life today or is worry going to control my life today? Romans 8, 6 says, If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. If the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. Lord, I can't change all that that's coming against me. I can't change that that's going to happen tomorrow. I'm really anxious about it. But I'm going to accept I can't change it. I'm going to turn to you and trust that you're going to walk beside me. That you're going to help me through. That you're going to provide for each day. And because that's the God that you are, I'm going to surrender my life to you. And live my life dominated by your Holy Spirit. Joe Frazier died this week, age 67. One of the great boxing greats, wasn't he? And um, the Frazier-Muhammad Ali fights were... Uh, build as, you know, the rumble in the jungle and all that sort of thing. It was a build as the, the, the fights of the century, the last century. Um, those of you who are under 12 won't have the foggiest idea what I'm talking about. But uh, 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 the, the, they were significant things. And Joe died this week, age 67. 
Muhammad Ali, after he beat him, um, became world champion again, it was. Um, he went round with this little phrase, and he said, I am the greatest. I'm the greatest, he said. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm the greatest there's ever been. I shall never forget the tragic scene uh, when he was chosen to light the Olympic flame at Los Angeles. Uh, when the Olympics were there, he climbed up to the stairs and shaking with Parkinson's disease, he could barely light the torch due to the shaking of his body. And in an interview later, he said this, I now remember I'm not the greatest. God is. Well, that's pretty good advice, really, isn't it? I can't control it all. It's not all down to me. So I'm going to trust in my Lord and surrender my life to him, knowing that he knows my needs and that my future is more secure in his hands than in any other life or hand that I could place it. He's more reliable and trustworthy than anybody there could ever be. He is the answer to our lives. A surrendered life is one that says, I'll put the kingdom of God first. I will listen to the teachings of God and I will apply them to my life. And if we do that, then maybe we, like Paul, on our good days, will say, do you know, I've learned contentment in all things. I've found a peace that transcends anything that comes against me in my life. Is that okay? Can we stand together?